Welcome to the teaching ministry of Paseo del Rey Church in Chula Vista, California. We invite you to open up your Bibles as we join Pastor Gary Bowman for today's message. Hey, Danny. How you doing? I'm doing okay. I know. I'm glad you are. Yes. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> I sanitized like crazy. So for those of you that I shook hands with, you're safe. <laughs> All right. Hey, so I'm Gary Bowman, pastor here at Paseo del Rey. And, and I'm Danny from Restored Church, South Bay, not too far from here. Um, five years old at Paseo del uh, uh, Rey? Well, I'm 38. Bay? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> No, we're actually going on our, we'll be three in April. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We love you guys. Yeah, we, we love, love you too. Don't we? Seriously. We love Restored South Bay. Oh, yeah. Man. Thank you guys for having us. Yeah. This is it's awesome. We're excited to join you guys this Christmas. Yeah, this is good stuff. Yeah. Well, there's something I don't like about the Christmas season, and that is it gets dark so <laughs> early oh, in yeah, the afternoons. You know, you come home and it's dark. In fact, last Thursday was the darkest day of the year. Is the winter solstice, you know. So it was the shortest amount of daylight for the whole year, but the longest nighttime. And I'm glad we're on the other side of Thursday. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, got a, a, we live out in East Lake. And you guys are in East Lake too, aren't you? Yeah, not too far from here. We're actually down the street. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lady in our neighborhood who has taken it on, upon herself to be the greatest light in the darkness. And her front <laughs> in your yard, neighborhood? Yeah, her front yard and house... Are, there must be a zillion light bulbs in her front yard, a 220-watt Santa Claus. <laughs> and this thing is just, I, in fact, I just heard from NASA, they can see her house <laughs> from outer space. I mean, it, it, she is lighting up the darkness. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I can trump that. Have you guys heard, um, <laughs> oh, no. have you guys heard of what Donald Trump is doing at the White House? <laughs> Kids, I just have a quick question. How many Christmas trees would you put in your house if you could fit? Any number. How many would you put? 20? 10? One. She just, she's conservative. Yeah. That's your child. That's Matt's child. The White House this year put up 53 trees, yeah. 180,000 feet of Christmas lights, and it took about 70 employees, and it took 70 hours of preparation. Wow. 70 hours. Man, That's that, crazy. that is a lot of light at the White House, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I want us to think this morning, yeah. Danny and I want us to think this morning about Isaiah chapter 9, because in Isaiah 9 is this amazing story of even a greater light than yeah. the White House, a greater <laughs> light than my uh, neighbor, uh, and it's in, a, it's in a darker dark than we've ever experienced. Yeah. Um, so I want to read to you from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 uh, and 2. It says um, in Isaiah 9, it says, nevertheless... There will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. Verse 2. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And that's good news, yeah, isn't it? it is. Because what I like about the way Isaiah structures this is that if you guys notice... He doesn't just go to the good news. He doesn't talk about just a light has dawned. He actually starts the way the gospel is supposed to start. Mm. The gospel can't be good news 
until you know what the bad news is first. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You won't really know how good the good news is until you know what the bad news is. So he starts off with saying, there's deep darkness. Deep. There's great darkness. Yeah. But yeah. there's a and, light. And, and when Jesus was born, I think sometimes we think when Jesus was born, it was like this beautiful silent night. <laughs> but it really wasn't. No, it wasn't. It and, was, yeah, in Jesus' day, he actually, think about this. Jesus chose to be born in the middle of one of the worst historical um, travesties in all of history. Mm -hmm. Every two-year-old boy was being killed off by Herod. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Mm -hmm. How many families were going mm -hmm. through loss, mm -hmm. how dark those days were. Mm -hmm. That's when he chose to be born. Yeah. yeah. Um, evil dictators, uh, mm -hmm. lousy government. Yeah. Um, women were mistreated. People were abused. People yeah. were seen as objects rather than yeah. as full creatures. And so mm -hmm. when Jesus was born, it, w it, was, it was really dark. a day of darkness. Yeah. yeah. And then it makes sense because even in, when you look at Isaiah, that day mm -hmm. wasn't very much different too. Even though it was dec hundreds and hundreds of years before, mm -hmm. Isaiah's day was filled with a lot of persecution. They were being ruled over and over and over again. They were being attacked by ungodly, unmerciful, unrelenting people. And so Jesus' day, Isaiah's day... Yeah. And not only were, they, were, were in Isaiah's day were God's people being attacked, but God's own people were wacko. And there was just like oodles of sin. In yeah. fact, it says in chapter 8, verse 19, it's, it says, When someone tells you to consult mediums and spiritists who whisper and mutter, yeah. shouldn't you inquire of God? And the people who were God's people, you know, kind of in the church, we would say today, yeah. they were, instead of turning to God, they were going down to the palm reader, yeah. you know, down off of Interstate 5, and they were, they were trying to conjure up dead people and yeah. praying to demons, literally, God's own people. So, yeah. I mean, it was a, Isaiah's day, Jesus' yeah. day, Isaiah's day, dark days. Yeah. yeah, but that's funny. He words it about the palm reader off of the 5 freeway because actually that's not much different about today. Yeah. Like what the God's people were doing in Isaiah's time. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many of us know people, or even look at ourselves, when God is not seemingly acting, if God seems distant, mm -hmm. if he's not bringing comfort or relief, mm -hmm. do we feel like God is listening to us? Yeah. Sometimes we look to other things. We go to other places mm -hmm. for answers. Yeah. And I feel like I, I, when we were talking about this scripture, Looking at Jesus' day, Isaiah's day, and then looking at just today, mm -hmm. there doesn't there there does not much difference. Yeah, yeah. you know, and I think we today we look to our technology, yeah. we t look to education, we look to intelligence, we look to maybe you know um, an, an administration or whatever it is. Yeah. But we we're so quick to turn to other places yeah. instead of turning first to God. Yeah. And that just creates a gloom. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just a result of the darkness that's in our own hearts, mm. not just our circumstances, because our circumstances can be dark. If you look at the state of the world, just look at the news. Mm. What's happening? Is it not dark? Yeah. Does it not seem gloomy? Yeah. But then that same darkness, it starts, yeah. it's, it's in something, yeah. it's in us, if we're being honest. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us here, I think we, we can, we're feeling the effects of that darkness. I mean, if we can, we can be honest this Christmas, some of us... And even in this room are going through hardship and struggle, even through Christmas season. Maybe for Christmas and the holidays, it's not easy. It's not filled with joy. Even uh, I had to muscle through the first song, Joy to the World. Um, this is a little fresh. But um, 
there's a girl at our church. She just texted us that uh, her mom just passed away this morning mm. at 1.45. And we were thinking, man, like this is dark days for her mm-hmm. in the midst of like Christmas. But like the thing that we were texting back and forth and calling her about was that, yes, we get, we're, we're lamenting that loss. But man, mm-hmm. like we're celebrating the birth of Jesus who gives us hope that this is not the life, mm-hmm. the only thing that we have to look forward to. A light has dawned. Yeah. That's the yeah. that's next part, right? Yeah. Like we can't just stay yeah. in the deep yeah. darkness. Yeah. And, and that's the cool thing about Christmas. Christmas doesn't say, yeah. just cheer up. <laughs> it'll get better. Think more positively. Yeah. Make a New Year's resolution. Because right. that doesn't work. No. I've tried it. <laughs> yeah. And, and that, that doesn't that self-help work. self-help stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Those are false lights is what we were talking about. Yeah. Like these fake lights that we would go to. Um, you said, it's like, it's not like self-help. It's not like Star Wars, mm-hmm. The Force. Yeah. May The Force be with you. <laughs> Although it was a good movie. <laughs> Matt, have you seen it? Oh, twice. <laughs> Marilyn, did you know that, that Matt's seen it twice? Uh-oh. I, yeah. I, lo- I love the text where it says in chapter 9, verse 2, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like they got a real long ladder and climbed to heaven and then brought a ex- long extension cord back from heaven with no. them and said, now we have light. Right. The light came from above. It yeah. came from outside our world. Yeah. It says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness. A light is shining. Not from those. In other words, yeah. through our technology, through our smarts, through our prayers that we somehow, our good works, that somehow we created a good light. Yeah. You know? Yeah. God intervened in our world. Emmanuel. Yeah, exactly. He had to. Yeah. That's good news. That the light isn't us. That the light came from outside. That we are not the light. Because we're limited. Right? But God is not. Yeah. I mean, I love... I mean, he just paints it out. Like, we know that the light is Jesus. And so, if we skip down to uh, Isaiah 9, verse 6. If we could yeah. read that. It says this. For to us a child is born... To us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, Mm. and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Mm -hmm. You want to read verse 7? Yeah, I love it. And of the greatness of his government and his peace, there will be no end. Hallelujah. Amen. There will be no no end. end. He will rule over all things. So no matter how dark, how bad, how bleak, how confusing, how frustrating our future days may come, the promise is this. Of greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Mm -hmm. Because our hope is not in our government. Mm -hmm. Our hope is not in our president, our laws, our bills, our our know-how, our self-help. Like we're saying, it's in Jesus. It's in Jesus on his shoulders. It says this in John 8, verse Mm -hmm. 12. Jesus said this about himself. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light Mm -hmm. of life. Mm -hmm. And so now we have that very light inside of us. Jesus does what we could never do. Exactly. He is the light in our darkness. That's what we're celebrating this morning, isn't it? If that was, that's the takeaway we wanted everybody to have, that Jesus can do what we never could do for ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
He's the light in the midst of darkness. I mean, yes, Christmas is about Jesus' birth. Yeah. But that's only significant if you truly understand why he was born in the first place. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Hallelujah. We come to, to adore him, the one that was born in a manger. But that doesn't mean anything unless you know why he was born in the first place. Mm. He's born to die. Mm. He's born to live the perfect life we never could. And then died the death that we ultimately deserved so that we could be reconciled back to the Father. And this table yeah. that we have set up with the Lord's Supper, um, boy, this table, it just sings and shouts, I've done what you couldn't do. Yeah. I've done what you've desperately needed. Yeah. I was born, born to die, and I laid down my life to pay the penalty for every one of your sins. Mm-hmm. That's why he came. Exactly. That we could be reconciled with God the Father. Yep. What a great dinner meal we have set up, huh? Yeah. Speaking of meals, you guys realize this. The Bible begins and it ends in a meal. In the beginning, in Genesis, there was a meal that Adam and Eve were never meant to have. Mm-hmm. They grabbed the fruit of the tree, and once they had that meal, the onslaught of sin and darkness began. Division between man and God, man and the earth, man and each other started. And then at the end, the revelations, there was another meal, this banquet. And the context was a wedding. Mm-hmm. And those that are seated with Jesus himself are his guests, are the ones that have placed his faith in him. And so that's why we wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Is that in the context of family, in the context of a celebration, mm-hmm. we wanted to share a meal together as a, as a way of worshiping Jesus mm-hmm. for doing what? We could never do. And his light, this table promises. Because this table thinks about the past, but it points to the future. Mm-hmm. And it reminds us that um, there's a day coming in which his light will uh, blast away every discouragement, every addiction, every um, despondency, every loneliness, every loss. So we come with great joy this Christmas to come to this table that reminds us of the light of Jesus, the light in the darkness that Jesus has done. He's come into our darkness. We could have never done that for ourselves. So we invite you to the table as we worship him together. Uh, the whole table, by the way, is gluten-free, so you, uh, anywhere along the table there. And you come and give, give folks who come to the table um, space. Uh, others, that if you want to linger and stay there or come and kneel or pray somewhere else, as we remember that Jesus has done what we could never do. He's the light in our darkness today and forever. So, Jesus, we thank you for this table that reminds us of why you came, why you were born to lay down your life, to do what we could never do for ourselves, to rescue us, and now to be making us new in you and restoring us to who you desire us to be. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever darkness we find ourselves in today, you are the light of the world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.